Our limitations, self-doubt, and limiting beliefs about ourselves. Why do we give them so much power? I'm Simon Caruso, and this is the Limitless Man Podcast, speaking to those who doubted their own doubts and overcame limitations to pursue their very own limitless potential. Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. So we all agree we're all passionate about something, right? We all have different passions, but imagine turning that passion into a business. So it might be that you're working full-time at the moment. You might want to start a side business. Well, to do that, you need some decent digital marketing skills. And today's guest is an award-winning digital marketing expert with LiveLong Digital based in Melbourne. He's passionate about helping coaches, consultants, and small business owners grow with their business because he knows exactly what it's like to come from nothing. He's here to help you build a business that's profitable and enjoyable. Big welcome to the podcast, Prosper Taravunga. Fantastic, Simon. Thank you so much. You know what? While I was listening to that, I was wondering, who, who are they talking about? Is this the wrong time? Or But thank you so much for having me on your platform, man. You've got a pretty good story, man. And we're pretty much related because you actually married a colored bears here in Italian. So we're like cousins. <laughs> small world man small world yeah no look man it's it's a cool story i i came across you well we sort of tracked each other down a couple of weeks ago and um you know you came from nothing so you came here to australia in 2012 with i reckon 70 dollars in your pocket maybe absolutely Some some hopes and dreams some ambition paint us the picture how did that all happen and why did you leave zimbabwe Fantastic. Well, let me just really get down to uh, what it is that I'm doing now so that it actually creates much more context. So you did mention digital marketing, right? I'm what they call an SEO consultant, where we basically help uh, small to medium businesses with their marketing visibility. And I've been doing this for the past 10 years, um, and seven of which I've been running my own business. So um, it's basically advising clients so that they can successfully, you know, generate awareness for their business, create demand for their products, and actually drive growth in their businesses. And I work with all sorts of businesses, but my passion is to help coaches and consultants. And like you said, because I know what it um, what it's like to come from nothing. And and I take it you're a coach yourself, right? Yes, that's correct. Yep. Great stuff. You, my friend are holding in your hands uh, something remarkable because you might change somebody's life. I'll tell you why I'm saying that. When I was 13 years old, there's a teacher who came to my school and she basically changed my vision of what life looks like. Now, you can imagine I'm just growing up in a village in Africa with no hopes and dreams. And then an exchange teacher comes in and then completely changes my view of the world, my view of hard work, and my view of what you can possibly become. Now, Simon, this teacher was teaching us mathematics. So you can imagine maths is not an easy subject. So for any kid, you can imagine I'm 13, I'm a young boy and this Am I allowed to say hot teacher? Because maybe my kids are going to be listening to this podcast later on. Yes, she was beautiful. You have seen her. You have met her. (laughs) Stop being nosy. But but this is what was happening. So hormones were running. So you can imagine somebody comes in, changes your life, um, you know, and, and, and that now planted the seed that, you know what, you can work anywhere you want. You can do whatever you like. 
and you can travel the world doing that. So from then on, I just started working hard so that I could actually end up doing what I was inspired to do by this teacher. Right. So touch on that a little bit more. What was the message that, what made it sort of tick for you? Like, how did you just believe that anything was going to be possible then from that conversation or just being impacted by this one teacher? Fantastic. So being born in a small town in Africa, you know, growing up was pretty tough. So we had no one that we could look up to as in role models. Nowadays, kids can watch TV and be like, yeah, I want to be like Superman. I want to be like Batman. And they can even wear Batman suits on Halloween. Now, for us, we didn't have anything of that nature. The people that were leaders in our space were either corrupt or they were just not educated enough and they did not paint a big picture of what a good life looked like. And maybe they were also in poverty, so we couldn't learn from people like that. So if you bring in a totally unique person, a totally different culture, a totally different uh, perspective on life, people tend to take notice. You know what I mean? So that's what happened. So this math teacher came in. She did about what we call a term, which is just maybe a semester. And um, she was just really telling us stories about Australia and really opened up my, my world outside my small little town, outside what I was brought up to know. And for the rest of my time in school, I just worked my behind off to learn as much as I could just so that I would return the favor so this is what she said when she was leaving she said hey guys if ever you're in melbourne just uh reach out you know we can have a cuppa so you don't tell that to hungry kids from africa you know we take that verbatim and 20 years later i was knocking on her door and saying hey you did mention that coffee i'm here now you know what i mean so that's why i say as a coach you've got tremendous opportunity to change somebody's life without maybe you realizing it by the way you show up in the world. Yeah, look, man, that that's resonates so much. And that is the reason why I've chosen this, this field. It's because I've had some people impact my life as well, you know, and even podcasts have impacted my life. It's a way of getting information out there. It's a way of, and it's so accessible these days, you know, it's free. It's, it's easy to listen to. There's so much good content out there and, you know, we're not short of inspiration, which is awesome. But I just want you to go back and just tell us, obviously, the process from you've coming from one country and you spoke about offline some of the issues that were happening over there, especially with the currency, the dollar, the economy, just complete like collapse. That was obviously a big part of your decision making to come to Australia, I would imagine. Absolutely. So let me give you context. And um, for those that are listening to this podcast, depending on when you're going to be listening to it, just look around. What was happening in Zimbabwe is what is now happening in the first world right now, but maybe at a very smaller scale and not not as a uh, bigger monster as it turned out to be in Zimbabwe. So uh, during the 1990s, Zimbabwe was slapped with what was called economic sanctions. That meant they couldn't trade with anyone. They couldn't buy and sell any goods and services. Now, that's how people make money, folks. That's how businesses are run. And that's how economies are run when you can exchange what you're producing with other things from all over the world. So Zimbabwe was cut off from the whole world. Well, there was uh, stuff that was happening prior, which I'm not going to dive into. So that caused a spiral um, process called inflation, where the money meant um, 
you know, we lost a lot of value. So just to give you context, um, I think I've mentioned this story over and over again. You yeah. see, when you walk into a shop and you're going to buy milk, you probably have in, in your head, oh, there's a catalog at the, at the door of the shop that says milk, two liters is $2. But by the time you walk all the way to the back of the shop, to the fridges, and the time you walk all the way back to check out, that milk has risen three points and it's now five dollars so that's how much instability was around us so that sort of went across you know property that went across education that went across any aspect of your life even buying clothes you wouldn't be able to put anything on credit like what people do on afterpay right now because whatever money you bought it for today means nothing to anyone tomorrow so there's pictures of people with 100 billion dollar notes I have a $10 billion um, note in my office whereby whenever I feel very, very poor, I look at that note and say, you know what? I was a billionaire once, but yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, so naturally if you're in an environment like that, you can't grow, you can't plan. You, you have no hope for the future. You leave for the day, you leave for the current moment even though Eckhart Tolle would have been happy in Zimbabwe at that time, but that means, you know, your, your financial, um, you know, prosperity and future is bleak because you don't know what your, the money in your pocket is going to, um, you know, afford you tomorrow morning. Yeah. You know what, man, it, that's, it's so true. And, and again, one of the reasons I take leverage so seriously is because, you know, my parents came to this country as well. So they gave me this new opportunity. And when they came here, you know, times were very, very different to what they are now. So they got jobs. They were able to sort of move around and work their way to a level of life that they didn't have where they came from, you know. So it worked really well. But I look around now, and I'll get you to touch on this again in a second, but I see our dollar being devalued, you know, like I've never seen before. Right. So I'm seeing, uh, you know, prices that I've never seen before. So things are happening and it's getting quick, faster and faster. And so for me, it's I'm obligated now to find alternative ways to make, you know, different incomes, to learn to leverage because it's something my parents didn't have to do. But you mentioned as well to me that you're seeing similarities between what was happening in Zimbabwe versus what's happening here at the moment. Can you put a little bit of context behind that? Because I don't think people really understand what's happening or the nature or the possibility where it could actually go. Absolutely. What moves people is usually the economy and at a lower level is fuel. When you start fuel, when you start seeing fuel prices fluctuating, that is a big, big sign because fuel powers your food, fuel powers the workforce in and out of, of work. So that, is a really big sign to tell you that there's a lot of instabilities in and around everything that we're doing. So we are used here in Australia that I, I, I usually joke around and say, you know what? I, I, I don't even know how to farm a pizza or how to farm a beggar. You know what I mean? Because we just go to some designated place and find all the things that we want in terms of a supermarket. Right? So who delivers that? Yeah, that's fuel. When you start seeing fuel fluctuating, that's a sign and a symptom of an economy that is slowly getting on its knees. But the problem is, and I'm going to say this with utmost love and respect, the Australian government cushions people a lot. Okay. Right. Whenever you, you start 
having a pain. There's 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 a painkiller in 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 the system for you. All right. Whenever you don't have a job, there's maybe some sort of a, a, a money from you know social welfare that's ready for you to pick up. When people were losing money during COVID, there was job keeper and things of that nature. In other economies, they don't have that cushion. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So whenever, so what people would have felt during COVID is you're stuck at home, you have no income, and you can't even buy stuff on Afterpay because the money that you have in your pocket right now, you can't use it anywhere else because if you go further than five kilometers, you know, you are not allowed and you can't um, use that money because it's lost value by the time you reach any, any destination. Yeah. So when you can't, feed your own family consistently when you can't save for the future when you can't pay your own bills that is a bleak future for a lot of people and maybe 84% of the world lives in in a scenario like that where they're living day to day that's why you hear of uh, poverty where other people are only surviving on one American dollar every single day. Now, look at this. The American dollar is dwindling in value. Can you imagine how much fish, how much rice a poor person is able to afford in a village based on a a dollar that no longer earns them anything? So that's the situation that we were living in. We had to make do with what we have. Now, I want to bring you back a little bit, Simon. You mentioned something uh, of the um, tune that... You want to diversify in whatever you are investing in, right? I want to maybe say this with utmost love and respect. You are the constant in your life. You want to make sure you invest a whole lot inside of you so that wherever you go, there you are. These economies, these instruments can chop and change. As soon as you leave Australia, the Australian dollar is of no value to you. As soon as you leave India, the Indian rupee is of no value to you. You need to use the currency of the country that you're in. So if you uh, have the value inside of you, the intricate value inside of you, you can cash that into whatever currency of the particular place you are now at. You're saying to invest in yourself, really, like self-education. Is that where you're going with this? Because I know you mentioned that. The way you overcome or you have overcome limitations is through that, through self-education, investing in yourself. That's where you're going? That's, that's pretty much where I'm going. So when you invest in yourself, your health, your wealth, your financials, your spiritual, your physical, your relationships, and everything else along with it, all falls into place. All right, because if you concentrate on one end of the spectrum, which is just the finances, what happens to your spiritual uh, strength? What happens to your relationships with the people that are going to be around you? And if you don't have a connection with people, you are so far away from the money. Yeah, it makes sense. So I'll ask you another question, and this is it's all relevant. So if someone most people listening to this have invested something in themselves, right? So they're they're dabbling in that sort of in that area of life. What would you say is going to be the most valuable way to do this? Like in this and in this current environment. Say, what's today is the fourteenth of September two thousand and twenty-two. 
what would be the best way someone could actually put their money to use for themselves, do you think, if they've got some resources to throw at it? Okay, so that that's a very loaded question because it depends on where that person wants to go. Okay. So if you have an ideal destination, an ideal outcome of who you want to become. You see, Simon, if I tell you to come to my house today, the first thing that you do is put your the address, my address of where you are going into the GPS. Maybe you might come across roadworks. You might come across those lollipop people that tell you whether to go slow or to go fast yeah. and might delay you on your journey. But the GPS self-calibrates. Now, I can't tell people where to invest, but they need to know where they're going. So if where they're going needs them to be a certain kind of person, they need to invest into becoming that person. Okay. All right. So if they want to be a community person, then they need to invest in their people skills, their giving skills, their charity and everything else that comes along with it. If they want to be a capitalist, they need to invest in how to run businesses, how to buy systems, how to work on their own uh, leadership skills so they can run teams. So that is a personal question and it, it emanates from you knowing what is the ultimate outcome you want to achieve. And when you know that, you just work towards becoming that place. And let me tell you something, whatever you aim at, what you focus on, you will get. Come hell or high water, you will arrive. So if you aim low, you get low. If you aim high, you get high. And that's how it actually works. So you need to know who do you want to become and spend the rest of your life working towards becoming that person. Yeah. It would have been a massive culture shock coming from where you came from to Australia. And it was only 10 years ago. It's not that long ago. But did you not, did you understand this before you came here? And did you have this mentality of investing in yourself? Did you have a skill set where you knew that you were going to make it by coming here? Or did you have doubts along the way? Were you certain? Was there any certainty that it was all going to work out? How did that all sort of play out for you? Fantastic. That's a, that's a very good question because... There's a bird that's sitting outside the tree outside my house as we speak. But that tree has no leaves and it's very dry. At any moment, a branch where that bird is standing on can break. Right? But the bird doesn't care if the branch is going to break because it knows it can fly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So naturally what happens with people is they, where you go, it's who you are becoming that you actually ultimately become. You, 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 you literally need to know who you're working towards. Because for me, when I came to Australia, I had nothing but a backpack full of hopes and dreams. I'd seen stuff on TV. I'd read things in magazines. All I knew was I would either turn out to be maybe some, if, if anything, I was just going to be like some sort of, um, I, I knew how to rap music, you know, like I thought I was good from my show and tell at school. I won a few prizes. Um, that's what I, I thought I was going to do because that's the image that we get in Africa. You know what I mean? We, there's the only representation for people of my skin is either you're in music or you're in the arts. And that's the reason why I ended up doing what I was doing. There's not a lot of business people that showcase that give people hope that, you know what, this is who I want to become. 
But if you look around, there's people like Elon Musk, there's people like uh, Bill Gates and, and things of that nature. The culture shock is now, wait a minute, I'm here. And I can also become what these guys can have been if I work and apply myself. Mm. So culture shock happens when you step into a place and you expect that place to give you a platform. But if you show up and you give yourself a platform, the world will take notice. Life will take notice. So that's what a lot of people do. Have you ever noticed people that say, ah, I don't want to be in Adelaide. Adelaide people are not the best, or I don't want to go to that club because people that go to that club are, you know, the worst people. Oh, I hate being stuck in traffic. Um, you know, where are people going anywhere? Guess what? The car next to you is also looking at you and saying you are causing traffic. Yeah. So, so you are also part of the, you know, problem. But if you create something that other people want to buy into, people want to associate to, then you become valuable. We get paid in direct proportion to the value you bring to the marketplace. No matter who you are, if you are helping other people's lives get better, people will take notice. Don't expect, you know, you know, you know, finishing off, ask not what the world will give you, ask what will you will give to the world. And you will notice that that whole perception will change wherever you go. Just on that, you said that you get what you're worth. And that's, I've heard that so many times. A lot of my mentors, they've, they've told me exactly the same thing. Just our system, we live in a capitalist system. Now, no system is perfect. There's been many systems in the day. What do you think of the capitalist system? Do you think our current system is sustainable? Is it a good system? Could it be a better system? I just want to get your perspective on that. Capitalism is, is I think, an opportunity for everyone to really live to their fullest because it's not a matter of you just writing or painting a picture and your mom putting it on the fridge and saying, Oh my God, what an artist. Mm. No, you need to show up. You need to be of value. And then people buy into that value. Then they would then pay you either with attention or with real money. So not everyone is a winner in a capitalist society. And that's why nobody really favors this system because those that don't want to put in the work and apply themselves feel like it's a dog eat dog world. Mm. But let me tell you something. When you have the opportunity to be of service, to have an opportunity to really showcase your true potential and have people buying into what you have created, that I think is the highest level of human uh, fulfillment. Whereas other systems where you're just going to expect things done for you, mm. you're going to expect a system to work and not even put any input in it. That system, my friend, is a-okay, but it doesn't let you really want to apply yourself to do anything. So capitalism, where people show up and you know people rally behind them because they've created something. That, my friend, I think is the greatest gift anyone can ever experience. I, I want to take you back. I just want you to, to paint a picture for the listeners about you, you came to Australia. How did you start? Because I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm, I haven't experienced what you've experienced. So, and even the way I was brought up, you know, I was given a lot that 
I'm going to, I'm going to take a guess and I'm going to assume you weren't given the same level of comfort that I was given. So, you know, at times I consider myself soft compared to other people. Okay. That's the truth. And, you know, it's something that I'm working towards. I want to get harder. I want to be tougher. You come to this country with nothing. So how did you actually just start? How did you get off the ground? Because if people don't know, I mean, you've actually made some pretty high-profile connections as well. You've been on radio, you've been on television. So you've been able to do this. And you started from scratch. You had no connections here. How did it all happen? Fantastic. If you're starting from zero, the only way is up. You know what I mean? You've got nothing to lose. So half of the time is, it's when, okay, when I first came here, like I said, I only had about $70. That afforded me a bed at St. Kilda uh, Backpackers. And I could afford to stay there for two nights. And at the Backpackers, as soon as you show up, there's a notice board that shows jobs that are available. The first job that I was doing was being a dishwasher on a restaurant on Ligon Street here in Melbourne. Now, me being there, after about three months, I noticed that everybody was just focused on their station. There's the cook, the chef, the sous chef, and then there's me washing the dishes. And I was just wanting to connect with the people around me, just so that I know what's next, what's out there, what's happening. <clears throat> and half of the time, people would only connect maybe on Wednesdays when we have a, a beer. And I, I needed to know more about their stories because they were all looking like they were coming from different parts of the world. So what I then went on to do was the worst thing anybody in my position would have done, but the best thing that Prosper Tarulinga ever did for his life. Are you ready for this? Go for it, yeah. I went on and I created a Facebook page for this restaurant. The intention was so that the workers would connect using the page and we can get to know each other. It wasn't meant for the business side. Now, guess what? Back in that time, the internet was treated with angst because that's where bad reviews were. Um, there used to be places like Urban Spoon and all those things. And so what happened on Thursday, I can't remember what day it was. I was busy with my dishes. And have you ever seen in, 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 in TV shows that when you're going into the kitchen, there's that soft door that just, you know, bounces yeah, yeah, back when, yeah. yeah, you know the door I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah, I know the door, yeah. That door just swung open. And, and um, he had already knew who it was, but he didn't want to confront me because maybe he thought it would be racist. And he's showing me on his phone and he's saying, who did this? Who asked you to do this? Mm. And I was like, oh, I, I just did it. I, I just created a Facebook page so that we can connect. Don't do anything that you're not being asked for. Leave whatever you're doing. You're fired. Okay. So that was a Thursday. And I got fired when Friday was there, a busy day. So he was so mad at me that he went on and um, started doing the dishes himself. So I was told a little bit later on. He, he, he didn't care. He just wanted me off the premises. So I walked away because it was a cash in hand job. He could do whatever he wanted to do. No unions were involved. And, and for me, that was like, you know what? I, I messed up. I shouldn't have done this. I overstepped. Then I get a call on Monday. Right? So what had happened is on Friday, some girls came to the restaurant and tagged themselves with beautiful pictures and left a really good review. 
Now he calls me on Monday and says, I, I want you to delete this page. And I'm like, okay, I will do that. And then I start the process of deleting the page. Facebook allows you 14 days to delete the page. Okay. So in the process of that 14 days, I get another call and he's like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, oh, I'm looking for a job. And he's like, come over here. I want you to explain what you did. So I went in and I did. And then he's like, okay, well, do you have the passwords for this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Here they are. And he's like, give me admin um, status of it. But anyway, since you already did this, I want you to start running this page. Make sure everything is fine, but I'm not going to pay you for, for, for doing the Facebook. I'm going to pay you for doing the dishes. So I'm like, do I get my job back? And it's like, yeah, quickly go in. And then I'm like, ah, oh. right. So I got my job back. Down the track, he started getting a lot more traction with his page. And I was actually told to leave the dishes and I started working upstairs and I became the social media manager for this company. So in retrospect, the thing that got me fired is the thing that actually now started the chain of me creating my agency. While I was there, I started inviting models. I started inviting footballers. I started inviting people that had clout so that they can be seen at the restaurant. We take photos and then we can actually start growing this thing before influencer marketing was a thing. So when I started noticing that these models don't have jobs, I then went on and started creating jobs for these models and connecting them with businesses. And long story short, I started working with, um, you know, prominent people within the space. I can mention a few, my biggest clients to start off with before I knew anything mm. was the lady who is, uh, who was in the real housewives of Melbourne. She wanted somebody to help them with their new yoga apparel that she started. That was my second social media job that I had now created myself. So what I then started doing was during the day I was, going to the library, learning as much as I could about social media. And at night I was doing the dishes and also running the Facebook for these companies. And before you know it, things started happening. The first big event that I got invited to was um, to be um, part of the judges of a modeling competition, because now I was now in the whole, you know, grand scheme of things. I literally borrowed the clothes that I wore on that particular day. And then from then on, the risk just started working on its own. So the universe is always connecting you to things, systems, and processes. All right. You might not know it yet. It might come in the form of a divorce. It might come in in the form of being fired from your job. But if you really then connect the dots looking backwards, it might be the best thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. That is so good to hear. I, I want to ask you, I mean, people are thinking about doing something else. A lot of people listening to this, they're bored, they're sick and tired of doing what they're doing and they want to do something else. The whole point of this podcast is to give some insight and to share stories like you've shared today as to how people can move out of where they are to somewhere where they want to be. So it might be overcoming a limitation that they're putting on themselves. Maybe they believe something about themselves that isn't true necessarily, but that's just what they believe. But like I said at the beginning of this podcast, we're all passionate, all right? And I believe we all have a unique set of skills as well, okay? Now, in your case, I remember speaking to you, yesterday, it was just yesterday, and you said you've got the gift of the gab, really. You're a good communicator. You read people well. It seems like you've got a high level of emotional intelligence. Now, for someone else, it could be a different skill set, but we all have this skill set. So my question to you is, knowing this, and, and each and every one of us knows we've got something different about us. 
what's one thing someone could do like today just to sort of start taking some level of action, knowing this skill set to move into this different life? No. You see, there can't be one thing, but the one thing that I can say is start, start within. Start by really knowing who you are and who you want to become. If that's difficult, find out people around you that are doing stuff that you would want to be, then get examples. Because we've got role models all around us. Because you can't, you know, you can't create something you cannot see. You can't hit a target that you cannot see. So maybe it could be a teacher. It could be a father. It could be a member of your community or a member of your church, a member of your society or somebody you see on TV. Then once you see yourself, you know, being drawn to that person, find out what is it that you like about them? Is it their health? Is it their finances? Is it the way they speak to people? Is it, is it how they treat other human beings? And once you see that, because we can only see in others what is already inherent in ourselves. We can't see that which we do not possess. And once that's a starting ground, and then you will then know that, you know what? I like this person because they speak from the heart. Maybe that's the person I want to become. Then you go out there and start learning what it means to speak from the heart. I like this person because they're really good with finances. Then you're like, you know what? Then that's maybe what I'm interested in. So start learning and teaching yourself financial literacy so that you too can be, do, and have whatever it is that they're having. Everything that we want, somebody has written a book about it. Somebody's recording a podcast about it. Somebody is recording a YouTube video about it. I don't know about TikTok, but maybe somebody's TikToking about it as well. Our life has become so easy. Whereas when your parents were in Calabrese or something like that, they did not have access to the internet. They only knew what they heard from hearsay. That information was not enough. Because right now, if I tell you to come to Melbourne, you would look at the flights, you would look at the details, you'd look at the Uber that would take you to my place, you would look at um, you know, what time you're going to arrive, and you'd look at who else you can meet during that time. These people just jumped on a ship and didn't know what Australia looked like. They just heard that there's jobs where they were going. So right, we are living in a world where every bit of information is at our fingertips. There's what's called six degrees of separation. You know what I mean? You, yeah. and right now, you if you really want to, you can have a ticket to the Queen's funeral. If you really want to, you can have a seat in the AFL uh, board meeting. There's all, wherever you go, there's somebody who knows something about somebody who's doing something somewhere that you want to be. Find that person and spend the rest of your life being that. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'll let you finish. Go on. And when you do rise to the top of the building, send the elevator down. Just so that people can also start their journey. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. What's been so 
game changing for me and what's helped me. You said at the start, it's imagining who you want to be. All right. What's the sort of person you want to be? I want to be like that guy. I want to be like this person. And so once you figure that out, the other thing that I've done as well is I've made myself within that proximity. So I've made a, an effort to create different circles of influence around me, people who are already in that space, but being around them, something happens when you're around these people. You, you just begin to absorb it in. It's like the the process of osmosis. It almost seeps into your skin, you know, like when you're around them, you feel their energy, you feel their vibe. For me, that's been huge. And what i found is the second I don't associate myself in these groups, then I'll go back to where I was, almost go backwards or retreat in a sense. I just want to know like how important has it been for you and what is your circle like, like your circle of influence? Has it been a massive factor for you? Do you have a small circle of people around you that you keep close to you or is it a much larger circle? I'll tell you, first degrees of, of connection with me is not a huge amount. It's my wife, my first yeah. daughter, and my second daughter. And those are the people that are seeing me every single day, know exactly what's going Maybe they might not know exactly what's going on, right? One thing that I might actually tell you is my career was started off from Facebook. But as of the last year, I don't have Facebook. I've literally... What, what is that? I ever I've literally excluded myself from everyone and their dog. Why's that? The more the more you know stuff, the the more you really want to withdraw into yourself without having outside validation. The more you work on your own self, your own goals and everything else that comes along with it, guess what? When you need the people to take you to the next level, they will show up. How did you show up in my life? How did I show up? Right. I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, okay, yeah, iteratively. Yeah. You yeah. see, you people come in at the right time when they're needed. And when their time is done, it's done. In life, there's people that you can stand for only one minute. And then after that, you, you can't say anything more to them. <laughs> there's people that you can stand for an hour. And then after that, it becomes awkward. And then there's people that you can stand for maybe a day. Right? But then after a day, it becomes awkward. Then there's people that you can live around a week. But after one week, it becomes, uh, when are you leaving? We, that, that's it. We, you, we've ex- extended your welcome. Then there's people that you are happy to see every hour or hear from every hour. But there's people that you don't mind hearing from once a week, but you still have that connection with them. Yeah. And then there's people that you don't mind hearing from every three months because every day is too much. Okay. All right. And then there's people that you don't mind hearing from every year, touching base. Hey, how was last year? Oh my God, that was so cool. After that, that's it. And then you wait another year and connect again and your best friends again. So mm. you need to know what, level of person anybody is because we keep hanging on to one minute people for years we keep hanging on to one year people for a minute 
So we need to understand ourselves. How do I feel when I'm around this person? Do I feel like I need to continuously know them? Or do I just feel like knowing their name is good enough? And then pretty much after that, we leave when things are amicable. So many people do not have that intricate know-how of when they are welcome and when they're no longer welcome. They overstay their welcome. That's why we get kicked out of nightclubs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you start noticing the body language of the people, you know, and you're like, you know what? I think it's time for me to leave. And then you go. You don't get kicked out by people sweeping the, I've been there. I know what that looks like. Yeah, so yeah. You, you need to know yourself. You need to know the level of connection that you want to be around. And again, does this person take me to the next level of where I want to go right now? Does this person fill a void that somebody has left? If not, I don't know if you've heard of Marie Kondo. Does this give me energy? If anything doesn't give you energy, you throw it away. Okay. All right. So this Japanese lady does um, home organizing. And then she says, you just touch these th things in your house. If it doesn't give you any energy or any likeness or excitement, or if it's a piece of clothing and you know you're not going to wear it tomorrow or the next week, then throw it away because you don't need it. So that's, that's just how we can also do it with the people that are around us. Just know yourself, know where you're going and know who is needed at that particular moment. Because somebody might just be needed for the nutrition part, but they're not needed for the weightlifting part. Yeah. All right. So those two people are different people, but you're hanging on to the nutrition person and he's not needed for you to actually know the technique of lifting heavy things. Yeah. So if we know where we are going, then we will know who needs to be there. And it's intuitive. It, 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 it's something that's available to everybody else if you pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Great advice, just being around the right people in the right context. You know, that's that's what it's all about. So you mentioned you're a Bruce Lee fan. <laughs> Bruce I, asked this, I asked this question to everyone as we sort of come to the end of, of a podcast, and I've never had an answer like this before. But when I put it to you, what's the concept of really being your own or stepping into your own limitless potential and overcoming your own limitations? You quoted Bruce Lee. He said, be water, my friend. It's a famous quote. Absolutely. See, that, man. see I, 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 without having to sound like Bruce Lee, because uh, I listen to that all the time. You see, when you put water into a cup, it becomes a cup. If you put Simon into an environment, he becomes that environment. All right? If we put you in a space suit, you literally automatically start walking like an astronaut without you even knowing it. That's what limitlessness is. Whereas some people, when they're plunked into an environment, they want to just become who they were when they were a six-year-old who is shy, timid, and doesn't want to fill the space they've been plowed into. All right? See, you know what happens with water? If you drink it, it quenches your thirst. But also if you have too much of it, it might drown you. So limitlessness is being just about every possible 
aspect of what you can be. But for you to be able to do this, you have to be able to live your best life, learn how to do it, and then contribute to other people. When you, when you endeavor to live the best life possible, you come across people that are doing things that you never thought were possible. You come across experiences that you never thought would happen to you if you apply yourself. And the more you learn, the more you know what's out there for you to experience, and then it feeds back into you living your best life again. Have you ever gone skydiving? I've tried twice, and both times it got cancelled because of the weather. So I don't know whether that was a sign or... That's, That's fine. Once I was in New Zealand... And it was the last, it was the second to last day. Right. And it was meant to happen the next day and it got cancelled. And another time here in Adelaide, where I'm from as well, got cancelled. So I'm not sure what that's all about. And why were you doing the skydiving? Was it just for fun, for leisure, or for you well, to extend your limits? What I, yeah, well, well, two things. One, to extend my limits. But two, my dad's always spoken to me about it since I was a kid. And one year I bought him a skydiving voucher for his birthday. And I said, I'm doing it with you because no one else wanted to do it. I've got two younger brothers. They said, forget it. You know, they, did, they didn't see any value in jumping out of a perfectly operational plane. You know, like that, that's how they saw it. Whereas for me, it was about, well, I've never done it. And I just love to experience something different. But I, I know for sure at some point I will end up doing it. Okay, fantastic. Well, you do understand when you're skydiving, you have an instructor that's harness behind you, right? Yeah, yeah. That person does that every single day of his life, right? Because he's got different information than any one of the people that he takes out. And guess what he does? He kisses his kids goodbye every morning and he kisses them goodnight. Mm. And he never thinks twice that this could be fatal for me why is that it's because of the information that he has so most of us are afraid to engage in certain life experiences because we have limited information or a reference point that this is going to be okay so if you want to live your best life and be limitless Learn from other people's experiences. Mm -hmm. So you are fully aware that all these people went out and they came back home to their families. So it is okay. I just need to apply myself. And once you know that, everywhere you go, everything starts to look like it was meant for you. It's got your name on it because nothing can stop you if you've got the adequate information that nothing will go wrong. And then pretty much once you are in that space, you've, you've lived the best life. You've learned how to live that best life. I always use this statement. Be a role model. Send the elevator down. Contribute. Let other people learn from you so that they too can live their best life yeah. and have an experience to learn. Because the people you can affect might be the wrong, pe- different people that I can, I can affect. But we want to make sure that whatever we're doing out there is helping other people be doing, have a happier existence. But we need to lead the way. So for you to be limitless, you need to show 
by example, but for you to be an example, you need to learn what you need to become. And once you've done that, send the elevator down. Yeah. Teach other people be, do, and have. And start experiencing the awesomeness of what it means to be limitless. That's awesome. Well, oh, thank you so much, man. Like, it's been amazing. You're, you've given a lot of insight, a lot of value. Now, if there's people listening that want to dive deeper with you, whether they're a passionate person and they want to start a concept, they don't know where to start, whether maybe they're an established business, because I know you, you have acquired a business recently where you know, you're working with other business people as well in that space. What's the best way people can reach out to you and actually dive deeper with you? Fantastic. So my name is Prosper. First of all, being an SEO consultant, I made sure that if you just type my name into Google, at least you will find the first three or four uh, items directing you towards my work. So that could be my website. Or if people don't remember Prosper, they can remember um, Star, Star Trek, Leonard Nimoy, Live Long and Prosper. The, the name of my business is Live Long Digital. So livelongdigital.com.au or just remember prosper in marketing either way you will find something that i've created i also have a podcast that i put out every single day all right so it's called the online prosperity experience you can just type in prosper podcast or live long digital podcast you will end up you know listening to an episode either on spotify or on apple wherever you are tuning into right now all right. So just look out for Prosper Marketing or Prosper Live Long Digital. Awesome. We'll put that in the notes as well, guys. So that'll all be there. You can go there directly from here. But again, look, a big thank you, man. I'd love to connect with you again in, in the short future. Um, it just, yeah, I just felt your vibe, your energy. And I've learned so much from listening to you and just, yeah, the, some of the stuff I'm going to take on board. So once again, thank you so much. And uh, wish you all the best, man. Simon, I can't thank you enough for affording people an opportunity to actually live their best life. So it's you that we should be thanking for creating this platform. Even if you're using it to learn yourself, but you never know who else is going to be impacted by the work that you're creating. So on behalf of the rest of the world and anybody else who's listening to this right now, keep doing what you're doing. You are an amazing bro. Uh, thank you so much, man. And you're right. I did start it off initially as a way to connect with some amazing people, but only because I've got so much value from watching other people do it. And I thought, I wonder if I can bring something like this to the world as well. And it took me a while to, to get it going, but it's uh, it's just awesome. I love it. And yeah, people like you just make it so worth it. So thanks again, my man. And we'll definitely connect soon. Good on you, Brad. Thank you. No problem. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you got value from this, please give us a like and a subscribe and also share this with someone who you think may benefit having listened to it as well. I wish you all the very best in chasing what is your own version of your limitless potential.